welcome back, beautiful people, to another episode of Nigel Knows. And we have the beautiful Tori and the beautiful Nika. Hi. <laughs> and we are, <laughs> are back. And Who are you? Well, oh, I'm Felicia. I'm Felicia. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Um, so we're back with another episode, and this episode is actually going to be about narcissism, narcissistic mm. people, people with narcissistic tendencies. Yes, what narcissistic like traits. Narcissists. Yeah. Mm. Very we all have conversation. Yes, we all have uh, stories that we could tell about being with people who are narcissistic. But before we get to that, we're going to do our tips, travel tips fitness tips and our <laughs> quirky stories uh facts random facts, random facts. Random facts. <laughs> all right i'll random start facts. yes i'll start so of course my random facts always start usually with a story how did this come about uh so the other day i went in my closet to get a towel and i'm looking at the wall like huh what is that it was a lizard in my closet which scared me I'm not necessarily scared of lizards, but I don't like things that don't announce themselves, basically. Like, let me know you in the house so I know what I need to do. Right. <laughs> don't just sneak up on me, you know? Let me let me get uh, your bed ready. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, girl, hey. I'm like, wait a minute. What you, how'd you get here? <laughs> um, so, of course, we ha- I had to look up some stuff about lizards, which I think we all know they're reptiles. And there's more than 5,500 species. Oh, wait, so I'm sorry. Yes, there are 5,500 species of reptiles, lizards being one of them. Even within that lizard family, there's thousands of different types of lizards. We talked about iguanas, I think, on the first Mm -hmm. one. Um, But they are a descendant or relative of the snake, which we can see why. It just looks like a snake with legs. Uh, Yes. Um, And there's all different types of lizards. Skinks, those are ones we have in Florida a lot. Um, those are what the is with it? The skinks. Those are the ones with the um the black and red. You know, I, oh, I, I used to call those. them. I used to call them salamanders, but they're actually called skinks, I believe. I think that's what they are. Um, the salamanders are the white looking ones that come out at night, right? Yeah, these. Look I actually very... don't mind salamanders. I think they're kind of cute. But like, you say skinks, skinks, S K I N K. I thought we were calling them hoes. I was like, all right. <laughs> Skanks. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Um, I think that's what those other ones are called. I don't see a picture here, but either way, we know there's a lot of different types of lizards in Florida. We got these regular green ones. They actually camouflage because you, if you notice, they do change their color. Um, I've seen one actually, you know, he ran away from me onto the dark wood and he actually started to turn dark, which I thought was pretty cool, but I still wanted him out. I know that. <laughs> that's cool. So that's my random fact is that, uh, yeah, lizards are creepy and um, there's a lot of them. So be careful. Too don't many. Don't belong in the house. <laughs> don't belong in the house. Yes. Um, I have my travel one. Um, I just got back into town um, and I think we've all had... Um, TSA frustrations, mm. inconsistencies, if you will, on what you can take on the plane and what you can't. Right. One airport says you can bring these things. Another one says you can't. And then you get all huffy and puffy when they throw away 
small bottles of lotions and creams and all of that nature. So I wanted to, I looked it up because I wanted to be very clear because I had just bought um, some sugar scrub mm-hmm. and like a cream, you know, like the potted cream as like a lotion versus liquid lotion. I was like, oh, okay, I should be good. So going to my destination, going to DC, everything was fine. Went through TSA, had no problems. Everything was hunky-dory. I go through DC to go back to Tampa and they pull out my hair gel, which mind you, there was only like this much in there. And they threw away the whole thing of sugar scrub, (gasps) which I just bought. And they threw away the whole new pot of whipped shea butter. And I was like, none of that's liquid. And trying not to lose my cool, which I have a problem with TSA people anyway, because I feel like, I feel they, like pick and choose. they do to have like we get sorry, we get shit in real life, but then want to use their power to just annoy the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and my more so my issue is that it's just so inconsistent across the board. So like right. I said, I flew in one way, went to, through TSA, no problem. Came back in. He was like, yeah, we're going to have to throw these away. You can't have these. They're, you know, you can't have liquids. And I was like, these are And you liquids. didn't say anything? I know. I sure did. I was like, these aren't liquids. I was like, these are, it's not liquid. Uh, and then, but, but he let me keep a bottle of, of perfume, like a tall, like body spray perfume. I was like, so, I was like, you realize, I was like, I'm not trying to be mean or rude, but you understand the inconsistency that's happening, right? I was like, I flew in this way and came through TSA and those were fine. Why is it not fine now? He's like, well, you probably checked it. I was like, if I checked it, I would have told you that I was going to, that I checked it. I didn't check it. It was a carry on. Same way it's coming in is the same way it's going out. I was like, so why are we throwing this away? I just bought these tickets for, come on. And uh, and he just, of course he has like the complex, like, well, (laughs) I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that, but you can't take them. Do you want to? I was like, no, I don't want to fucking ship it. Throw it away now. And, and me, I'm petty. I had him open it and dump it because if you're not, you're not, you're not going to use my shit. It's Sally Betty Sally. that's aggravating people on the other side is not going to take my scrub. Right. No, we, we, if we, if we losing it, we losing it. And I've done this before and they will get real mad and I don't care. You're not, you just taking that home at the end of the day. Anyway. Exactly. I understand. But I think that it is important to read the official rules. So it says you are allowed to bring a quart size bag of liquids, aerosols, gels, creams, and paste in your carry on bag through the checkpoint. These are limited travel si- and these are limited to travel size containers that are 3.4%. So and that's the liquids rule. So they are including things like gels and creams and, and paste as liquid officially. So yes, they do. They do have. They do have the lawful right to not pass those things through. So just be aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. real agitating. And most of the time, you'll be able to leave <clears throat> one way, but coming back, it'll be a problem. At some point, it, you risk losing some very wonderful sugar scrub. Oh, so man. just be mindful oh, of that. Oh, I was here. Security, come get this lady. She's jumping out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to scrub. explain this to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, just dump it out. He was like, "I'm just gonna sit there." No, you can dump no, it out. Dump it dump out. It. No, yeah. no, go ahead and dump. Scrape it out. You got gloves on. Just if we on. ever get a collect call, we know it's Tori. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where? <laughs> put everything in the little travel tubes containers just 
be aware or check your bags. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fitness. Yes. It is very, 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 very important to get adequate sleep when trying to reach your fitness goals. If you're, you know, hitting the gym heavy, you know, five, six days a week, an hour, and you're only getting four or five hours of sleep a night, you're not giving your body enough time to recover. Um, just to do to repair itself you're you're just not giving yourself your body enough time to do what it needs to do after you just beat it up in the gym so please people get at least i would i get about six or seven hours of sleep i would love to get 12 it's not ideal for me right now <laughs> um at the moment no no but i i would definitely love to sleep about 12 hours but six to six to eight hours of sleep a night just make no, sure you are Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely I just want one night of it though. Just one night, just 12 hours, maybe a little bit more, just to, you know, really get that good, good sleep in. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely important when you're constantly in the gym and you're beating up your body, you have to get adequate sleep. I think a lot of people forget that part. They're, you know, they're going to the gym, they're drinking their water, they're um meal prepping and they're portion controlling, and they they're not seeing anything happen. You have to get sleep. Sleep, sleep right. is Highly, highly important. So sleep, people. Sleep is good. Yes. 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 I have to remind myself that. Yes. Go to sleep, Nika. It'll be done tomorrow. You'll be fine. <laughs> Sit down, child. Sit down. Down. Anywhere. <laughs> right? Anywhere. <laughs> if I'm not actively engaged, I'm probably I'm knocked out. Sleep. Just because my just because my eyes open them. Sleeping with eyes open. Um all right. Narcissism. Yeah. I think that is important that we define it first because I feel like, you know, that's the tagline these days. Narcissist. Oh, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist. Everybody is a narcissist. I think and, we all have you, a little bit you know in what? us. Yes. We all have narcissistic traits. Right. We all do. I mean, it's just, you know, we, we can become, over, not overly, but we all have are a little self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. But when it is part of your character, and who you are as a person in its entirety is, I, I think, what makes you a narcissist. But mm-hmm. the definition of a narcissist, oh crap, I had it. Excuse me, people. Hold on. <laughs> this, this, so just hold on. My stuff back up too. Here it is. So a narcissist, the, the definition of a narcissist is a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Narcissists who think the world revolves around them. Narcissists preening themselves in front of the mirror. That's an example that they gave. That's just, you know, one example of what a narcissist is, but it definitely goes a lot deeper than that. It's, you know, how they talk to you, how they treat other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Hold on. What are um, some of you guys' experience? dealing with narcissistic individuals Um, yeah where i think a lot of people really realize that they're dealing with narcissists because narcissism is it's essentially a lack of the it's a lack of empathy 
So like to your point, a lot of people just throw it around. If someone's being selfish, oh, you're being a narcissist. And it's like, no, that's narcissistic trait. Like to be a full narcissist, there's like a full like nine symptom breakdown kind of thing. But it can be a truly like mentally mental disorder, behavioral disorder um, mm-hmm. that is destructive if you come across it in a personality because it's so hard um, to pin down because it can also look like psychopathy and sociopathy mm-hmm. kind of like yeah mm-hmm. in that realm yeah i've dealt with it in the relationship uh space i mean i i can think of people i know that probably are a little narcissistic but not you know probably wouldn't be diagnosed as that well maybe a couple would be but um <laughs> One uh, in particular, yeah, and just I think I've referred to him before on the podcast, but Cray Cray, that's his mm-hmm. name from now mm-hmm. on. Um, but that definitely the inflated sense of importance. Like I remember one time, and it was so weird. Like he, I felt like he purposely wanted to be the opposite of whatever it was, or he thought it was something everybody thought he was just going to be the opposite, just because not because he actually had a valid point. On the other side, it was just he just wanted to make sure that. He's the only one. He's not part of a bandwagon. So I remember he would always talk about he was getting to these arguments with his dad and stuff. He would call me, you know, about Obama and whether or not Obama was an actual effective president for black people. And everybody has their opinions. You can look up facts and formulate your opinion. But what I found was the way he would talk about Obama. It wasn't necessarily whether he agreed with Obama's policies and things that happened during the Obama administration. It was more so he felt the way black people look at Obama, most black people or a lot of black people, he felt like black people should look at him that way because he called me one day all upset (laughs) in tears, you know, because he felt like he's a failure. (laughs) He felt like he was a failure. And I was, you know, pumping him up. You're this, you're that. Don't talk about you. You know, that type of thing. And he he's talking and he's like, you know, do you know, or he asked me if I ever felt um, like I failed someone's expectations. And I was like, well, yeah. And I talked about my experience as a pastor child and getting pregnant and all these other things. No, no, that's different. That's different. No, it's the same thing. No, it's different. I mean, you know, I was raised and he's talking about how, you know, he was in all these different programs because he thought he was like super, super smart, which he was smart academically. Um, and, you know, I was supposed to be a black leader. I was like, well, what's stopping you from being a black leader? Well, you know, people are so ungrateful. We're not, and he's telling this story about his job, how he was fighting for their paychecks and nobody said thank you to him. I said, well, if you're a leader, if you're a true leader, you'll know that leadership is a thankless job. Like yes. you're doing it for you're the purpose of, of the betterment. Yeah. You're not always going to get a thank you or a pat on the back or a great job. A lot of times it's not till you die that people are like, oh, wait, he was great. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're not going to get that. And the more he would talk about it and the whole Obama thing, it was just like, okay, I get it. He wants people to look at him the way he wanted people. to be praised. Yes. And that's all it was about. Because even when it came to like relationships with other women, I'm like, why all your friends are, are women and not just women that are friends, but women you used to mess around with. Like you, you can't seem to let go of that tie. Like you have to be in touch. And he admitted to me that part of it was, and his part of his attraction to me was I made him feel better about himself. So part of his attraction not wanting to cut that tie is because he'll do the crying thing. And then all these women now are, Oh, you're so great. You're so great. No, you know, and that's what was boosting his ego. Boosted ego. Yeah. Come to find out, you know, he on pills and all types of stuff. But 
for antidepressants. Yes, antidepressants. And I, I feel like he was addicted to them. Now that I look at him, like, yeah, that number of pills he was taking, he was probably addicted to them as well. Um, oh, yeah. But it was like amazing. later on when I stepped back, you know, and looked at it, like, dang, because even sometimes he would talk to me and I would say, you know, say a word. Let's say the word is narcissism. Oh, you don't know what that means. And like, and I'll say the exact, def- no, let me look it up. Oh, you're right. You're right. Like, yeah, and I'd be like, why are you talking to me like I'm stupid? You know, he was just because he has really to be smarter than you. Exactly. He, he wanted, we got in this whole thing. He wanted to compare SAT scores. He wanted me to find my SAT score from high school. Ew. He had lost his rabbit ass. And I'm like, what the hell? You <laughs> I graduated from high school like 18, 17 years ago. You think I really, I have no idea. I don't even know where that's No one, no is. one actually cares. Right. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I don't know. So, the nine signs, and you kind of like hit on a good part of them. So there's grandiosity, which is an exaggerated sense of self-importance, feeling superior to others, and that one, and, and feeling that you're the one that deserves special treatment. Feelings are often accompanied by fantasies of unlimited success, brilliant power, beauty, or love. So that's mm. grandio- grandiosity. Mm. And then you have number two, which is excessive need for admiration. That's where my narcissist sat. Uh, must be the center of attention, often monopolizes conversations. Uh, they always feel slighted, mistreated, depleted, and enraged when ignored. Uh, and then super number three, superficial and exploitive relationships. Relationships are based on surface attributes and not the unique qualities of the other person. Um, they only they are only valued to the extent that they are viewed as beneficial. Uh, that was that was another big one of mine. And then lack of empathy. So that was lack of empathy one. That one I dug into, you know, after the fact, because what I realized, what you realize is that a lot of times people with especially with that particular symptom, they aren't able to they don't actually feel the emotion. But what they are good at is imitating what they think they're supposed to feel in yes. that moment. And right. so they've observed they they and that's where the gaslighting comes in. That's where the manipulation comes in. They get to know like my narcissist got to know all of my fears and weaknesses and strengths. And he used that to model himself into what he thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. And there would be times where he would just outright mimic what he thought we were supposed to be. He was supposed to be feeling in any situation based on what he thought. I wanted him to feel about it, not necessarily what he felt about it. And right. it was a very strange like factor to be able to kind of like feel like, are you actually feeling this? Or because sometimes the emotion wouldn't like he wouldn't get it right. And it would be the wrong emotion. And it's like that why are you reacting sense. that way? Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> make sense. Why are you, why are you that's wrong. That way? Right. That's not, you know, that's not necessarily correct. And then when they don't feel like things are going their way like there was a lot of like so there's a lot of like massaging of like the ego which was it was very tra- draining to have to like yeah. keep keep going mm-hmm. in and being like it's okay no you're good and you to hear him be like they don't deserve that i deserve that they you know yes. and talk so nastily about people yes and then try to pretend to be like this good knight in shining armor and yes yes everybody. Girl. Yes, yes, it was yes. just very yes. like wh- where'd that like... come from? And why are you why'd you say that about you? What did you just say about them? Like you, they don't fucking deserve that. I deserve it. And why do you deserve it? What did you do to deserve it that they don't deserve it? And yeah. never would have an answer other than like I know my worth. And I'm like, are you sure? 
because you sure don't. I think they think they do, but I, 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 they, they really, really don't. You find Um, that they're actually very weak. Yes. Yes. Uh, Emotionally weak. But I don't think you notice that until if it's in a romantic relationship, you don't realize that until you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Because if they choose you, that means that they are choosing you because they think that you are on their either on their level or that mm-hmm. you can look the way that they deserve to look. To look like, yes. right that they deserve exactly. of, just the benefit of you. Mine right. wanted my brain space. <laughs> it was like I need you to do all the you know the number of things that I can't do. And well, he was you... trying to oh. go ahead. Oh I'm yeah, like, no, 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 no. no. Oh, he go was trying it. to. Oh, okay. Felicia, you dealt with somebody who's actually like a has been diagnosed as a narcissist. Clinically. Clinically diagnosed. So what's that like? Um, it was very I was young, so I didn't realize it at the time. Of course, years and years had went by, and I'm like, okay, this behavior isn't right because I saw it now. Since he couldn't get to me, he was projecting it, you know, onto a minor. Um, the some of the stuff um, dealing with um, cameras, microphones in the house, um, taps on my computer to pick up my keystrokes to get my passwords, um, very manipulative. Um, anytime a conversation would come up, I was always made to seem like I was the one who was losing my mind and I had no idea what I was talking about, making me second guess myself like, okay, well, shouldn't I have done that? You know, should I be doing this? Did I really do something wrong? Um, It wasn't until recently, I'm like, okay, to deal with a person like that, you can't feed into their stuff. You literally just have to sit back and say, okay, well, if that helps, whatever helps, the best thing I love to say, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah, but they don't like that, that makes you, they don't, and that's why I like do it, it pisses them off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at that point, they have nobody to blame, and they right. get mad at you. Yes, but it literally stops them in their tracks because you're not yeah. um you're not fueling their fire. But it was I, I will say, being young and dealing with someone like that, it was very scary because I have no real life experience. I, I don't know what's going on. I think I'm I'm thinking I am actually the problem at that point like it's me like I'm doing something wrong and I have to fix myself because Mm -hmm. this person is saying well you're not doing this and you need to fix this and you're doing that wrong and you 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 speeding off that that. when I um broke things off with cray cray uh that's pretty much what it was I think what sent him into like this like sort of it, it is so funny because uh, he ended up like sending me letters and all just for y'all that don't know he sent me letters and all types of stuff but the very first letter he sent me was three pages long and reading it was like literally reading somebody's mental state going like up to normal and then down to some weird stuff that you don't know what she's talking about because the letter was like he was fine oh i'm okay with us breaking up blah, blah blah and then it went down to the you and you and you and you did this and you did it. i'm thinking like I really didn't do anything. We didn't even live in the same city. So it's not even like we even saw each other that much in person. Like everything was like mostly phone conversations or video chatting. And then going back up to, yeah, but you're so great. But then you, and it was just like, what the hell? So I, you know, I closed it up. I threw, I wish I had kept it now, but I threw it away. And I was like, okay, whatever. He got his little feelings out. And then, you know, some time passed. He started sending me things in the mail. His mom had made, I guess, 
she makes like coasters or something out of like tiles. And then, um, so of course she don't know what's going on. So she sent them to me and put the little note that he told her to put. And it was like, I'm going to bust through those walls. Like John, some, some story person. I can't think of the name right now. And I'm thinking like, what the hell, what does that mean? So I looked up the person just so I make sure I'm clear. And the person, whoever it was, I wish I could think of the name right now. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But the story is that they went to whoever they were fighting and blew up the wall and all that. So that's basically what he was saying. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh. So I called. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Like I'm going off, whatever. Then fast forward a couple months later, he had left like a few like toiletries at my house, like some soap and, you know, deodorant, nothing big. Oh, I'm, you know, I had blocked him, but he was like sending me emails. I didn't even know he, I have a, like a hotmail email address that I just use for stores. You know, when they ask, I never check it because it's just junk. There's nothing. It's trash. It's your trash email. Yeah. So I just happened to look in there one day. I was, I was looking for something and I saw like, oh shit, he's sending me emails at the hotmail. I'm like, how do you even get this address? I don't even know. Cause I don't give it out other than to stores and same thing. You can see like the emotional, you know, ups mm-hmm. and downs in it. And then he uh, showed up at my house, what, twice, had to cuss him out about that. Second time I called the police, actually. And they, you know, police don't do nothing. You, They basically got to punch you in the face, drag you down the street, put you in a bush somewhere before the police will actually do something. They're like, oh, we can file like a report. Maybe you could do harassment. But even when you start looking at this, the, the specifics of filing a harassment claim against somebody or a stalking or whatever, this is very specific. And I'm like, dang, well, I don't have the letter i don't have you know my evidence and he had didn't uh he didn't threaten me you know physical harm mm-hmm. so it's like well he's just you know getting his films out that's pretty much how they look at it and then it got to the point you know fast forward i'm thinking everything is okay and then he sends me this i guess his last no he showed up at my house again that was the third time actually because i i think i talked call you tori and mm-hmm. i peek out the door and he's standing there and i'm just like what the fuck are you you know i'm cousin slam the door, call the police. Then like a week later, Amazon, I come home, there's an Amazon package. I'm thinking like, did I order something from Amazon? And I, I go to open it. Cause I didn't look at the label. Obviously I'm assuming it's me. Like maybe I forgot I'm pulling up my Amazon account. I turn it over and I see he didn't put his name. He lived in Boston. He was just, he just put the Boston guy and put the address. Now, mind you, this time before that, when he showed up in my house, he showed up in his car. He lives in Boston. So, like, he drove. I guess he was moving down. I don't know what the fuck, but I know he was at my house in his car. So, this motherfucker came all the way from Boston to Tampa. Like, this is crazy. But anyway, in the package was another letter, a knife, and not like a little, you know, a little pocket knife, a knife. Like, you stab someone, knife, (laughs) a self-alarm that you pull and it does the siren, and... It was one other thing or no, no, no. Those were the two things in it and a letter. And the letter basically said, you know, this is my, you know, I know you only have that knife under your bed. Now, mind you, I know he's a licensed gun carrier and he has multiple guns, but you're going to give me a knife. I know you got guns, but you're going to give me a knife, but I would keep a knife under my bed. He's like, I know you have that knife under your bed, but this one is going to be better for you. This is I'm, after this, I'm going to leave you alone. This is my last, last, I, he thought he was being chivalrous. And it was just like, there's nothing oh, man. about And every this time like it was weird. always his last. And it was yes. weird because every time he came around, it was always, it's my last, last. time, it's my last my time, last. it's my last time. It's my, and I'm like, when is, well, when well, is damn. the last time? It's been like over a year. This went on for over a year that he was doing this. And then part of it was 
he he didn't I don't think he really cared that it ended but he wasn't the one to end it it didn't end, end on it, yeah. his terms because his I terms. just cut him off yep. and y'all know how I am about blocking that was a no no like that was a no like, no how dare like, you do no you're me. going to hear me you're I going to listen off. to I'm, me I'm Barack Obama incarnate <laughs> yes here's this knife take it protect yourself that's my last will and my last effort to like Oh my God. He gosh, really thought girl. he was the HNIC. Like, for real. He really did. He really did. And it was so weird because he was talking about, I remember one time he got to this, he went to this whole thing about the Migos. And I'm like, you know, the rap group, the Migos. Yeah. He was like, this is so weird. You realize that like, you're like 15 years old, these guys are like in their young 20s. And you talking about them. Yeah, but you know, I feel like and he felt like he should be a st- on the status as the Migos as far as music because he was like what work did rap. he put in to even compare Girl, himself to the people songs. at that level <laughs> he had a few so- a couple of songs he did, he did what now he had a couple of like rap songs there was one he had that a was actually good that was good and then the rest was like I remember one time we were in the car I was in Boston he was like oh you want to listen to my song I was like oh no he was down here and he's like oh you should put my music on I was like oh no I only listened to songs one time <laughs> <laughs> exactly was it good no it wasn't good it wasn't that good that's symptom number five so identity disturbance yes sense of self is highly superficial extremely rigid and often fragile self stuff self-stability depends on maintaining the view that one is exceptional grandiose sense of self is easily threatened patients retreat from or deny realities that challenge that grandiose reality yeah I mean, when I went, I think you, it was you, Tori, actually, when you and the other one broke up and you were sending me things, I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. He fits that to a T. And what's so funny is like, we dated like back in the day, like a long time ago, and he met my parents. And, you know, I asked my parents what what they thought. My mom was just like, he needs to be a Christian. That was her thing. Are you a Christian or not? My dad was just like, he's a charmer. Protect your heart. And that was all my dad said. That was all he said about him. And when I tell you my dad was 100% correct, because I'm pulling up this, what's it like to be, you know, what are the signs to recognize a narcissist or, you know, to uh, be in a relationship uh, with a narcissist? And the first one says they're charming AF. They're charming at first. Yes. That's the number one on the list. Like, yeah. They do what they need to do to get you. Once they get you in their grasp, it's Mm -hmm. a wrap. It's It's like a spider trying to get you into their their web after mm-hmm. it's a wrap after that one of them says they feed off your compliments i remember one time i was doing my little you can do it and he was like that's why i love you so much because you know i can feed off of your energy and i remember thinking about yeah, it he's like, sucking yeah, all he's your energy yeah. sucking me dry of yep. my energy they need a source whatever they can get from you they're going to they're going to get it from you however they feel like they can they can do that it's it's insane. I've never experienced that part of it. It was always, it was the nasty, the nasty, nasty part of it. It was, I mean, just, it was mean. I mean, I'm to the point where I'm literally sitting like ugly sobbing because their, their words, when they talk to you, they can literally make you feel this big. Like yeah. you just ain't they shit. That's the part that I experienced. All that other, no, 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 no. I got yeah. a nasty part. Mine, we broke up, and he 
and this is the same thing, like years of me not quite understanding, like, what is this? What is it about him that keeps making me like not trust him and having that trust, that non-trust warranted. But then after we broke up, there was this thing where he was like trying to like love bomb me. Oh, you know, but you're my queen and oh, well, I love you. And you, you were the back can't breathe trying to suck right you without back you. In. And, you know, like all this, all this, because he sent me a letter as well. I got a college type essay. This thing had like, subject headers and what? like broken down you did what and it, and it was very it was very to the same your point it was very up and down it was like i love you we should be together i know i i know i made all these mistakes i know i completely lied to your face i know i completely like you know broken your trust over the years i know but but then it became like but you can't be mad at me kind of thing and then it was like i only did those things because i thought that you had secrets too. I had secrets. Turning it back so on you. Made it about me. And I assumed that you had secrets too. So that's why I did the things that you did. And you always questioned me, even though you were right, you always questioned me. You didn't trust me. All you had to do was trust me. And I would have let all of that other stuff go on the outside. And I was like, you realize that makes absolutely no sense, right? Absolutely no sense and there was always this sense of like having to like he had this weird void that I was always like just having to like dump energy into but what I realized is that was the like the lack of empathy that he had and that was just a hold that absolutely it's a bottomless pit there's absolutely nothing that you'll ever be able to do to like fill that void and I was like draining myself trying Mm -hmm. to like help and save and that's typically what they do they will prey on people that have a lot of emotional energy to give here's a question do we think narcissists are it's just something that people are just naturally born with or is this due to trauma that's some research that I did. So that's actually the difference between narcissism and sociopathy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's generally thought that narcissism is almost a learned, trained behavior from trauma and from, you know, like how you're raised. Um, and then mm-hmm. sociopathy, which shares a lot of the same characteristics and symptoms as narcissists, mm-hmm. is something that is inherently like that you're born with. Okay, so, so it's almost they, like a coping, like it's that's what they do to protect themselves. Mm-hmm, but it's as they're hurting other people. But it's become part of their okay. personality at this point. Like it's it's ingrained. Yeah, and so that's why like therapy may or may not work for for people with narcissistic personality. It's very hard, especially the old. And you know, believe it or not, the older you get, it's really hard to treat something because there's no medication for it, and there's right. just so many different you know categories. It's very hard the older you are to treat something like that. And I just, I know that just from, you know, the situation I'm dealing with now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I feel like, you know, once you're a certain age, you pretty much are set in your ways, you know, take like an mm-hmm. act of God to, to change you. To come down. And like change my child. Change, but you have you know? narcissists, a lot of narcissists <laughs> don't know that they're narcissists. No. And that's another thing that because they, don't think the narcissist and of course they're not going to because then that diminishes their world their view of themselves right you know they don't they're not going to go to therapy for it they're not going to address it and so they just keep performing so my my ex what's interesting is that a couple years before that uh when there was a situation with he was just layering 
us on top of people that's layering, you know, relationships unknowingly. You know, it's one thing if you're open relating and you know, and you're poly or mm-hmm. whatever, but if the idea is a monogamous relationship and mm-hmm. you're just unwillingly, unknowingly stacking people who don't want to be a part of that, that's, that's right. evil. Um, but the one that, that did pop up, she was like, be careful. She's like, he is a narcissist. She's like, you're not going to see it, but it, you'll, she's like, you'll figure it out. And I was just thinking that she was just using the word just because she was hurt you know, over the situation mm-hmm. and what was happening, but she was 100% correct. He has, he, I, there was a childlike immaturity to how he saw the world. And, you know, when you get mad at a child and they throw temper mm-hmm. tantrums and mm-hmm. they're just like, why are you mad at me? You can't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's wrong to be mad. It was very, it was a very childlike issue probably steeped in abandonment issues you know Mm -hmm. that he had based on you know because he was for in his case he was adopted and so that definitely i'm sure carried some things that i knew that i knew he there's some things that he just hadn't worked through on that but it's it gets very apparent it's very scary the way that they study essentially their victims and Mm -hmm. and will gaslight you yeah, yeah it's like they I felt know. bad for not trusting him, even though there was zero reason to ever trust him. Yeah, yeah, like, you beat yourself up about it, right? Like the, you're right, they study you because, like, I remember in in that situation, like there were very specific things, and I'd just be like, "Oh, I want this or I want that," and he would get that very exact thing. Now, at the time, I was like, "Oh, that's sweet," you know. Oh, he got me exactly what I wanted. He was listening. Yeah, he was listening. All right, Jeff. yeah. Well, you, and you know, a lot of- the thing was, he wasn't buying just me. It was other people. He was buying what they wanted too. It was like, oh, okay. All right. So everybody got something different. different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. got to tell, like the last straw for me before we broke up. Um, someone else had come out of, you know, the mud and it was like, hey, you know, I don't mean to hurt you, but sorry. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm done. I was like, but what story did he had a whole different name for her that she went by with him? Um, he had gotten to know her kids, the personality, you know, she would add he, lifestyle. He told her that she he used to be a spy. Like, okay. Ain't no, ain't no damn spy. Chabu. And you believe that? That's what I was like. And you believe that? <laughs> but like, but so I weird. get it. The story that he we was real. It was real to him in mm-hmm. the way that he told her. And I'm sure that whoever else he was dealing with too got their own personalized story that made him the absolute hero of everything. And ever and I remember every story he told me about, you know, this person hurt me, this person hurt me, this person hurt me, this person. And I was like, well, damn, how many people, you know, have mm-hmm. heard you? But of course they tell it in a way that makes them the perpetual victim. Yeah. And yes. then you're just like, oh no, well, let me help you. You're wonderful. You're sweet. You're this, this, then that, you know. And I remember there was at one there was one point where he didn't come off as the good guy and the people didn't like him initially oh and that and bothered him it it bothered him he couldn't get over it and then he got nasty like real quick i was like well what happened to that nice demeanor that you had beforehand you know mm-hmm. and your family you know your family calls it too he met yeah. my family like i finally i finally brought him around my family and my sister was like not impressed. Mm. <laughs> he's like he's <laughs> handsome, but he, yeah. Why he? She's like, why he closed up like that? Like he didn't know it was too many people that he hadn't researched yet, and he didn't know how to appease all of them in like a new setting. It was, it was overload for him. Mm. He didn't it was overload for him. 
yeah because he didn't have the upper hand and my family is very strong-willed and we like to roast people and everybody can get some and it's it's, it's in the spirit (laughs) of like he wasn't ready he wasn't ready he sat there whereas normally where i would see him he was usually like this tried he usually would fill the room and he gets and into he, a room. You sh- you, you, so bringing him into that situation, he, you shrunk he, him. He oh, he was mad at you? For all of six foot 250, he was the smallest thing in the room. And even like my niece wanted to like roast him. Like, what's your problem? Like, he just was just so, and I was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, you never act like this. And, you know, but then he was so, he's like, well, what do they think about me? How, how do they feel? Do they, do they think that, you know, I laughed that one time at that one joke. Is everything, is, there, is that, is that going to be okay? Is your dad impressed? Is everybody impressed? And I'm like, no. I was like, my 80 year old aunt was impressed with your pectoral muscles. That was a lot of times they are like very weak emotionally, very weak, and yeah, definitely with the making up stories. I remember I always like think there's such an awkward moment. We had, you know, I was in Boston or whatever, and he bought tickets to a Latin jazz. I love live music and concerts, and he knows that. Um, so we went to a Latin jazz concert with one of his friends that he's had since high school and his friend's wife. And he's always said that he play, used to play drums, but I ain't never met a drummer that didn't have rhythm. Like you can't dance worth a shit. Like I, you gotta have, you have no rhythm. Feel the beat, but, yeah. But it was so funny because you know they're playing. You know the drummers. And he's like, yeah. You know I used to play percussion, and his friend, now his friend, known him since they was kids. He's like looking at him like really and he's like yeah you know and we um we used to travel around boston sometimes and you know we used to play and one time we opened up for um yeah for Nicki minaj when she came and we all stopped and like i glanced at them and they glanced at me now mind you Nicki minaj is the same age as us so there's no way you were playing at the age you said you were playing and opening up as a, a opening act for Nicki minaj at a concert we was all in high school she was still in high school like it was just very weird and then when I thought about it later, some of the other stories he told him, like, yeah, that was a lie. That wasn't true. He made that. That did up. not happen. That either. didn't happen at all. Didn't happen at all. It was so, very weird. With you saying, I'm actually looking up how to deal with narcissistic people. And one of them is don't take them at face value. Yes. You can't believe you shit cannot. they say. You cannot. Anything. You cannot. Because they don't have any empathy. They don't mind lying to get what they want. And if they mm-hmm. want you and they got to lie to do it, then that's, that's what they're going to do. It. That's yeah. exactly what they're going to do. They will do it. So, yeah, definitely don't take what they say at face value. Number no. one, know what a narcissist is. Make sure you got your checklist yes. together. <laughs> so yeah. We're all about it. red flags now. That red right. flag. That red you know, flag. And when, and when, when those red flags flag. start popping up, yes, leave. do not. Leave. well yeah but, but do don't not push give them, them any ammunition give them none zero don't explain yourself to these people just w- walk away Leave, quick yeah. fast and in a hurry you're not going to be able to negotiate with them you're not going to change them you're not going to make them better you're not going to help them you're not going to reform them they're they're mm-hmm. just you're just not going to be able to do it's that. a losing they're, battle it's a losing battle and they're very aware of that themselves yeah if you give them supply they will feed off of it they will do whatever they need to do to get that supply from you and Mm -hmm. when you go to leave it's going to be an uphill battle because to your point nikki it's 
not on their terms if you decide to leave. Mm-hmm. They're right. going to do whatever it is that they think they need to do to get the upper hand so that yes. they can be the ones to have the good story and that the very mm-hmm. end. Like I can yes. only imagine the story that my ex is telling people. Right. Oh, you're probably God. the worst person out there. I'm you're probably the, the devil in his book. Yes. yes. Yes, I, I know that in that story I am because like that last letter he sent me, one of the things was like, oh, you made me a sucker because I spent all this money when you came to Boston. I'm thinking like, Say what? I bought my own ticket. Most of the time <laughs> I paid for my own food. Matter of fact, the last time I went, you picked me, I flew into New Hampshire because it was cheaper. So we ended up hanging out there for a little bit. So we go to eat and, um, you know, I don't mind paying, you know, we go back and forth with as far as the paying, but he was like, oh, yeah, let me take you out to lunch. Blah, blah, blah. So we're sitting at the table. I'm ordering a drink and ordering my wings. I think it was like Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever we went. And um, he's like, oh, you know, you're ordering. And I'm looking at the menu like, oh, I don't have that much money. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got it. And I ended up paying for this. You know, I paid for it. He was like, oh, you're a baller. And I'm like, it was $40. Number one, it ain't that much. Number two, like you won't, you don't pay for shit. Cause I remember one time, like he said it in a joking way, cause he was doing this whole, he want to move in, move in. I was like, no, if you're moving to Florida, that's fine. But you will be in your own place. You will not be moving with me. Like that's not going to happen. Oh, well, yeah. You know, you're the one that's, you know, got all the money. I'm like, why do you think I got all this? Why do you think I got all this money? Oh yeah. And you can, you know, and I could be a stay at home dad. Cause his previous relationship, that's basically what it was. She worked mm-hmm. and he stayed home and took care of their daughter. Oh yeah, and I could be the stay at home, you know. And I was just like, nah, mm-hmm. nope, not with me, not with me, sir. That will yeah, never happen. He was trying. He was my ex trying. Really so was. My ex tried that too. He was like, "You make all the money, and I, you know, you could, you know, I could just, I could just go here and just write my books, and you know, I'm like, you've been no, writing sir. the same book for like the last ten years. When you were actually going like publish it, do Can I read it? Where's it? With where's the manuscript? And I don't think he actually. (laughs) And I don't think he actually liked the fact that I was pushing him to publish it and get it edited and do all the things. Like he was going through all these fake motions, and I would find him editors, and then for some reason that editor wasn't good enough. For you know, and I'm like, are you going to do this book or not? Like, what do you what are you going to do? And yeah, and I wanted to seem important without really being important. And he, I paid for almost everything. And then, like, during the breakup, he was like, you know, I washed your drawers. I mean, you know I love you because I washed your drawers. And I made you coffee in the morning. That coffee thing. Girl, I can, like, I can, I can, I can wash my own drawers. And make my own fucking. And make my <laughs> own, yeah, and make my own coffee. That, and if, and if that's all, like, I'm looking at the clock, like, if that's all you can list that you did with me. I really don't need you. Yeah, but what he was like very. Um, I don't think I noticed it in the beginning, maybe because I wasn't around that much or around him that much. Like me and you always hung out, but he wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. there. He didn't um, want to meet anybody like that. He never wanted to like. That's why he was very wary about meeting friends. I'd be like, "Come meet my friends. Come be a part of my life." Where are your friends, by the way? Like right. in his, in the one friend that he had was trash, and it was like, "Well, where where are your people?" And here are some of my people. And he would be like, I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't want to meet. I can't, you know, you, you, we have to live our life. We have to be separate and independent. And I'm like, uh, that yeah, well, when I remember thinking like the last, you know, whatever the times I was coming over the last maybe three, two or three times and I'm looking at him and, you know, he's getting the coffee and he's getting the drink. And I mean, it was very hospitable, you know, yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, okay, well, thank you. Um, but it he was going over the top. Me- yeah, it just reminded me of like 
I don't know. It was weird. It's like, it is like a child. Like you want to please. So like, oh, you spilled the water. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I got it. You You're going like to like me. They're going to like me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, hmm. Okay. All right. But I didn't say anything. It was just like, it's just an observation at this point. I still haven't been around him that much, you know, to make a solid, you know, conclusion. But it was like slightly like weird. Like, oh, he's really, really aiming to please and like, I don't know. A, to a come off person. to look like the good guy. He was trying to yeah. come off and look like mm-hmm. the good guy. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, now it's, it's like. The savior. Right. Mm-hmm. right. He did not How like was it. it um, for you breaking up with uh felicia yeah for like your... leaving for good because you're you, he was he's <laughs> actually been diagnosed as a narcissist mm-hmm. so you're one who actually dealt with an actual one i think i just for sure told you about this story recently um when i left like because i left one time ended up having to go back and a month later later i ended up going back leaving sorry I was out of town with my daughter just for the day. And we came back. He, he was, I don't know if I should, I'll leave that part out. He was sitting at the entrance of my apartment complex waiting for me. I had on a dress, a dress that he had bought. And he is trying to pull up my dress to see if I had on underwear. Out in the parking lot? Yes, in the parking lot. Um, coming by randomly trying to, um, I- I'll just put out there, he's an ex-cop. So he kind of would use and abuse that mm. power a little bit. And I think him having that personality disorder and that was a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it already gives you a God Superior, complex because yeah, they think they can do whatever complex. they want to do at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And then just coming by just making you know little comments it was really really bad um letters i i did well emails i got long long emails talking about you know people i was dating what he thought they were gonna do to me um how much of a not good person i am for lack of better words just it, it was it was bad for a very long time i think now knock on wood yeah. Things are calm. <laughs> yes, knock on all the wood you can, please. Yes. <laughs> calm. Haven't had any issues. And I think because I just stopped feeding into it. Like we were, we would go at it. And that was along the child um custody and child support case that went on for two and a half years, closed and then reopened again because he got mad and in his feelings and wanted to take me back. It was just very long and tiring. And he he was just angry that I didn't give in to what he wanted and being with him. He was mad that I chose to be with women instead of coming, running back to him. Mm-hmm. Um, not realizing that, you know, this is, I, I didn't want you for this reason. You know, right. I, I didn't, I just didn't want to be with men. Of course, because you're batshit fucking crazy too. Yeah. Like you're literally trying to get my passwords, get in, you're listening to my conversations getting into my phone, standing over me while I'm sleeping in full uniform. I mean, it, it was crazy. Girl. I would wake intimidation. up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what's crazy? He used to do it to um my daughter, too. Like, whenever he would come uh. and have conversations with her, instead of being that father to, you know, come and, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? Why are you acting like this? No. Because, you know, when you stand like this, right. you know, that's trying to intimidate the person that you're speaking to especially being a um an officer 
Mm-hmm. That's how they tried to intimidate the suspect. And he would use the same thing with his kid. And he would do the same thing to me. Girl. And it, is, it, it just, it got real ugly real fast until I stopped feeding into his bullcrap. So and you like, just stopped arguing with him. So what I started doing, instead of going back and forth with him on, oh, well, you're like this and you did this. And, you know, I never did. I stopped doing that. I just started spitting facts whenever he would eat, text me anything that had absolutely nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. Or if he texts me, oh, well, I'm going to take her and which he did twice and wouldn't give her back. But, you know, mm-hmm. he, this, my point is. So me being in the legal field now, I would just start sending legal jargon because I knew what I was at this point. I've been doing it for six years. So I knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. If you have nothing to discuss with me that has to do with her. Oh, that's what you're going to do. Well, per the statute X, Y, (laughs) Z, one, two, three, four says receipts and facts. Yes. Listen, shut him all the way down. Oh, well, you think you're so smart and you know, it's not that I think I'm smart and that I know what I'm talking about. This is what I do for a living. You want to take me back to court? I will see you in court. Done. Finished. Mm -hmm. So once again, it took years. You figure she's going to be 17. This took a long time to get to this point, because when somebody's constantly coming at you like that, your first, you know, jerk reaction is to defend yourself because no, I'm not like that. No, I'm not. This is what I'm trying to do. Why are you telling me I'm being this way when I'm being the complete opposite? Shut all that shit down. I don't care what you think at this point. You can go and I, you can go kick rocks with open toe shoes. How about that, sir? <laughs> that was something that I saw. There's a lady who yes. deals specifically with like leaving narcissists on Instagram. I can't think of her name right now, but she's awesome. Uh, but one thing that a tactic that that pretty much described what you just did it was she was it was called like gray stonewalling, mm-hmm. which is when mm-hmm. they do come at you, mm-hmm. stonewall. You don't yep. give them the normal reaction that they've come to expect from you. Mm-hmm. Different. You start giving them gray. You give them yep. neutral. You mm-hmm. give yep. them That's exactly them what I did. There was no off of that emotion. Emotion at all. And I can't have nothing that. else to give you, sir. Yeah. Nothing. If you yeah. cannot respect me, you cannot respect your own daughter. I have nothing for you. I could give two flying shits if you ever see her again. And I know that sounds horrible because you know dads can be an important part. But you, sir, you you have literally put us through hell. You can go and suck on somebody's toe for all I care. Right, girl. So, Look. yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so long. I got the, I got the ugly, uh, the yeah. nasty, nasty part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the stonewalling, I could see how that, because even like a couple other people that I've dealt with that probably were narcissists, that's what stopped them, is I just became anything you say, okay, all right. Okay. And I give you like literally if that makes nothing. you happy. I become so good at it that I basically seem emotionalist most of the time. She <laughs> 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 really not you, sure. uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nobody okay. got time for that. I, that's what. That's I. I don't have the energy. And then it just gets them so worked up, and then they just stop. And they stop. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. why are you being like this? I'm not being like anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you really ain't got nothing to say. I have nothing to say. No, the conversation was done and let, dead. You, let you roll, like yeah. just yell. And I'll sit there and just let you, and then be like, Are you done? Mm-hmm. Is, did you say everything you needed to say? 
if I start talking, you enter. Right? If I start talking and you interrupt me, that means you're not done, and then that means I'm gonna go walk. (laughs) Well, the good news is, and don't expect loyalty from these people. No, yeah, oh, definitely not. They're gonna go to wherever they can feed whatever it is that they're needing, whether it's the admiration or the. You know the what is it the feelings of grandeur? You know, yes, they're gonna go where it don't matter what type of relationship, don't matter how long you've been in the relationship, they're going to go where they are being fed. Yep, and they yes. will find their next you know host to leech yep. off. <laughs> and don't feel bad, y'all. Stop feeding them. Don't yeah, don't feel, them don't feel bad. Don't feel and bad. that's the thing they 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 will leech onto that. And they will, mm-hmm. they typically will find, it's a statistic, like a lot of times, like these people will find high empathy, high empathetic people. I was just about people. to say that. Empaths, mm-hmm. that's who they go for. Yep. yep. They go for empaths because we typically tend to, and I say we, because we're pretty much all empaths and like yes. we have an overabundance of energy when it comes to care and love and attention and nurturing. We, mm-hmm. if not over nurture. Yeah. You know, that, and that's our own challenge to work through. But yeah. like, we tend to overpour. We have an ab- overabundance of it. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you, oh have you. Extra, you have extra emotion to give. I want and that they one find that. <laughs> yeah, I can milk like they that. They can smell it. They're like blood suckers. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. where it comes becomes important to be like, protect your energy. And that's, it, it's cliche, but it's true. You have to, because there are people that are out there looking for it in order to not just take the extra that you're giving, but to purposely go in and try and suck you dry yes and narcissist it's like for me a clinical energy vampire Mm -hmm. but you know we like to end on a a positive note so if you are dealing with narcissist get out now Wow. now there's no saving it there's no saving hearing some of these things and they describe you get help like let me try to find me an apartment <laughs> right quick so i <laughs> start break away you fit some of these symptoms get yourself and some it, help okay don't purpose. let it get bad and it's not going to be hard bad. to leave it's not going to i mean sorry it's not going to be easy to leave it might be one of mm-hmm. the hardest things you might feel like you will ever have to do in that moment in your life but trust me when you do it will be the most freeing thing you will ever do in your life you're gonna yeah. exhale and be like, "What the fuck did I just do? Exactly. How long did I? How long did I do that for? You're gonna Why feel did like, I see like it? The, the the sky just brightens up, right? You're just gonna be like, Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. free! I'm free! Why did I stay down there? What was that? Like, you're gonna be so like, what was that? But you're gonna, yeah, but you're gonna have to tear yourself away, especially yeah. if you've been in it for a while. But it is possible, yeah. Yeah. and you can. It's you can gonna hurt, it. but you got yes. this. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do right, our affirmation. Ladies. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama. I look good. That's not It's talking about ourselves. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? There's a difference. Yeah, I was just about to say that. There's one thing of just being, you know, overly obsessed with yourself than in being confident. Right. And knowing who you are, there is a big, big difference. We are just confident, and that is a good thing. And we will continue to <laughs> be. That's all got a nice beat to it. I like the yes, beat. Yes, <laughs> you could have been rapping about chicken. I still don't know. Like, hey, okay. oh my nuggets! Oh. <laughs> Y'all making me hungry now. I'm hungry. Okay. Time to eat. <laughs> oh, our social media. Yes, about that. Yes, um, Jelly on Fitness Instagram. Felicia Deleon, Facebook. Check it out. Mm-hmm. 
at Tootsie Roller one two or at where I'm going underscore under each word. And here we go. Here we go. Let's roll. Let's them out. Let's list them out. Let's list them out. So we got Nick Cat underscore eighty two oh one. That's N I K E underscore eighty two oh one. That's my personal page. Rap Queen eighty two. That is the head rap page. Get you looking nice. Of course, the podcast page for all of us is Nigel Knows on Instagram, uh, on um, TikTok. I need to y'all forgive me. It's on like two videos, but I'm gonna get back to it. TikTok. <laughs> and also, 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 this is episode number seven for us. So mm-hmm. our previous season one, we did 10. So we are nearing the end. So what we are asking and what I think will be really cool. Last time we did a live and we did a game, but we are wanting questions from you guys um, yes. to send to us, ask about anything. We will answer, of course, what we're comfortable with, but ask anything. It don't matter what it is. Nothing doesn't have to be anything specific. If you want to know something about Felicia, I want to know what your favorite food is. You know, it don't matter. But Mm -hmm. send us your questions. You can do that on Instagram. You can DM us. Again, that's Nija Knows, N-A-I-J-A-K-N-O-W-S on Instagram. We also have an email. You can email us. It's Nija Knows 1 at Gmail. Uh, So either one of those, or even if you put a comment on one of the posts, I see all the comments. Um, So ask any and everything. Hopefully we'll get some good questions uh, that we can answer. And oh yeah, on YouTube, Nigel knows on YouTube, you can comment on there, put your questions in there as well. We will be able to see them. And then for our season finale, episode 10, we will answer questions and we just going to talk about whatever and have fun. Yes, 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 yes. And like, hit the like button, guys. Subscribe, share, tell your people. Yes, yes. Like, subscribe, share. All right, all right, all y'all. Of food. Yes, yes. The, 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 the church are open. <laughs> the, the ushers are like, get out. <laughs> leave, leave now. Thank church you. Is done. Just done. <laughs> Time to all right, y'all. All right. Peace, Peace out. out. Bye. <laughs>